And we are live and welcome to a Miles Better Conversation. Uh, today's episode is with the famous Steve Dale. We did have this scheduled for a few weeks ago, uh, but due to uh, uh, Steve obviously running his business like we all do as entrepreneurs, had to change out. But he's back and we're pleased to have him. So, uh, so welcome. So welcome, everybody, all the viewers who are tuning in uh, around the world, we hope. And if you're not and you're watching the replay, Thanks for joining us. So this is the Miles Better Conversation, the entrepreneurial series. If you don't know who I am by now, my name is Colin Miles, aka The Numbers Guy. Each interview uh, will last around 30 minutes and will allow us to get some insights and tips from our guests, uh, which, as I say, today is Steve Dale. In this series, I'm generally looking to interview a variety of business owners from around the world. We've had from Canada and the UK and now the West Coast. So uh, um, time difference is fun for all of us. And we have hope that they will reveal somewhat drives them and their individual approaches. Because as I'm making it my mission for 2021 and beyond to help as many small business owners grow, scale and profit faster, um, to use my tagline, uh, I thought it would be great to have some outside influences of how they've been successful or not. And there's no goods or bads because it's all about being an entrepreneur. And so, as I said, I'm really excited to welcome Steve Dale, who I met through a mutual mentor called Greg Roulette uh, from Ambitious.com. And we both through, went through and are still involved in his world in the Velocity program. And then subsequently, I found out he's also a groovester and loves groove.cm. Uh, and I've helped him a little bit there. And I'm sure we're going to see uh, over the coming months more projects from uh, Steve, as I know he's keen to launch landing pages, etc. So really excited to have him on the show, uh, mainly because he's become a bit of a friend over the last year as well. So uh, so welcome, Steve. Yeah, thank you, Colin. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me on. No, that's that's cool. That's cool. In fact, I think your headphones are quite funked about your headphones. They're, they're different colors, aren't they? Are they red? Yeah, they are. Yeah. It's, cool. Uh, cool. That's that's a bit of fun. Why, why not, let's have some fun. Whoever designed those thought, hey, headphones can be boring. Let's have some fun. My brother-in-law sent them to me. So. Oh, cool. Cool. That's even better when somebody gives you as a yeah. gift. So that's cool. So before we start what I have referred to as the Miles Better Conversation 10, I'd love to stop talking for a few minutes and hand it over to Steve to hold things about Steve and why you're what you're about. What am I about? Mm. Um what is am I about? I so I'm I live in I live in Idaho, uh married uh just about 20 years this September, um, three kids, ages uh, just about 14, 10, and six and a half. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, awesome. keep, keeps busy. Um, I've been in the remodel contracting field for over the past, like probably the past 13 years, a little over. And, you know, as, a, um, as an entrepreneur, we experience, um, experience good times, we experience difficult times. And so I, throughout my career, I, had experienced enough difficult times to where I was basically thinking there has to be a better way. Um, I feel like I'm fairly intelligent business, you know, I had a, a business degree and um, I, I feel like I can figure certain things out. Well, this one, this struggle I was going through, I was just like, okay, I, I, I need, I, I need a little bit of push in a different, another direction. Cause what I was doing was not working and I like to kind of call it the, I was taking too much contract, uh, a contractor buddy advice, no. um, <laughs> and, you know, and it's, and you, and you don't know, you don't know, but I hired a business coach, um, did some very, very uncomfortable things. Like I'm like, like at, at a certain point, you're just like, I'll try, 
I'll try anything different. And I, yeah. I was skeptical, but I just kept, I, I kept the process. I trusted the process and the process was working. And so then I ended up getting into the, um, I read the book, the pumpkin plan, um, by okay. Mike Michalowicz. Yep. And I got drawn to that and I was the things that I was doing in my business were seemed to be a little bit more of the organic approach. And I was drawn to these, these methodologies and strategies. And then I became certified as a pumpkin plan strategist. Um, and I was running my contracting business and I realized that I was having more fun working <laughs> on the business <laughs> than doing it, doing it. And I felt that I could be of more, I could have more value, um, by helping, helping other contractors. So, and then I'm now I ended up writing my own book. Called, right. Yes. I know. Uh, we, we talked about it last the, year. Called yeah. the profitable contractor. Cool. Um, cool. Which is now available on Amazon. Um, so that was a, a grueling, a grueling process. Um, you know, it's, uh, I think everyone has a, a book inside of them. Um, so I would encourage people if, if you're, if you're curious or interested in writing a book, I would, um, I would really, you should really, um, I would definitely go down that path and, and figure out how, how you can get that done. So anyways, I'm now here, um, you know, I'm now coaching contractors, um, become more profitable, attract better clients. Cause that was the one thing for me is I was attracting all of the, um, wrong client, crappy clients. <laughs> and of course I always thought, I thought that, that it's like, there was something wrong with them. Like, it's like, but it was actually the, the thing that the problem was, is like, it was, it was more work on myself. Is the, right. There was a, there was a reason why I was getting that I was being attracted to these type of clients. So. So uh, and do you still contract or have you now migrated a hundred percent to coaching and stuff? I still have my contracting business, but I just, I, I was trying to do contracting and coaching and, and get into the coaching space. And I was doing neither one. Well, I, right. it was, I was, it, you're you know, you're doing this over here, then going back over that, that thing. And so I had to kind of just kind of, I, I haven't cut ties with it, but it's definitely, I'm, I'm not taking on jobs right now and I'm getting my coaching practice up. And so, cool. Cool. yes. So yeah, exciting. It's, exciting. it's been yeah, exciting. And it probably you know, means you want to get up in the morning. I mean, I think, you know, was certainly through some of the other guests. And one of the things I talk with my clients is that life's not a rehearsal. You know, you, you've got to enjoy what you do. We spend, you know, 10, 12 as entrepreneurs, 10, 12, 14 hours a day doing something. And if we don't enjoy it, do something else because that's the joy of being an entrepreneur or go get a job that you hate and don't be an entrepreneur because you hate your job anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Being, yeah. The, the challenge. And, and you, if you, if you have that, um, that passion and that drive, yeah, you're right. It is. It's, it's exciting to get up. And I used to have the excitement for, for, for contracting. And I was, I started off and for the most part, I was a solopreneur. I did have, I, I did have, I hired out for certain um, parts of jobs of course. And, and I wasn't just doing everything myself, but I was doing a lot of the, of, of certain parts of the project, the physical, the physical work. And I used to have a real passion for that. Mm -hmm. And then after I started work doing things, understanding the proper way to run a business, 
I didn't get that. I would, I was, didn't get that passion doing that work. I got the passion, you know, what I'm doing, doing yeah. now. So, yeah, cool. Good. Exactly. Exactly. So totally agree with that philosophy. I've pivoted myself several times throughout my career, um, ran a scuba dive, turned my hobby into my business uh, as a scuba diving instructor. Uh, and then uh, it, it lost the shine. I'd lost, didn't want to go diving anymore. You know, so you have to do what's passionate because, as I say, you need to have something that gets you out of bed and, and feels good. So great. I'm sure we'll explore some of the other concepts as we uh, come through the questions uh, and uh, feel free to plug the book again. We'll put up the banner. Uh, it's all about uh, sharing, sharing our uh, fun as well. So it's my podcast and I can tell people what I want to promote <laughs> is the is the view. <laughs> so question. So we'll leap into the miles better conversation 10. And number one is obviously last year has been a pretty trying time for everybody. Um, and so what is the biggest challenge you have right now and how in your world are you going to overcome this? Number one challenge I have, have right now. Um, I would say the number one challenge I have right now is, is being, just being consistent. Um, right. I think you're getting into as, you know, I understood the process in the contracting side of it. And now I'm getting into the coaching side. And so it's, it is, it is new territory for me. And so, but it's being consistent and it's under, it's, it's also myself understanding the process um so i would say that's probably the number one challenge that i'm facing right now is just sometimes it's 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 difficult to under to trust the process mm -hmm. um but you have to you have to work on you know on your on your mindset and you have to be able to understand like um there's there's better things to come yeah, no, cool. Exactly. I mean, I think it's it's becoming laser focused. And I think as entrepreneurs, we often struggle. Uh, I'm, I'm exactly the same. New shiny toy. Let's go after that. Yeah. New, let's try this. And and, and sometimes, you know, uh, we almost are too quick, too quick yeah. to go down a, an area. Yeah. And Colin, I think to kind of elaborate on that is like I started off, you know, I started off um, in 2020 starting to write my starting to write my book. Well, what happened in March of I mean, in the early 2020, yeah, I mean, yeah, had, exactly. yeah, pan, the pandemic, and and so I had, I had, you know, I was writing the book, and I was, you know, ex, you know, I was getting into the coaching side of it, and there was a lot of struggles that, that came with that, a lot of a lot of unknowns, mm. um, and it was hard to trust, it was hard to trust the process because you just didn't know exactly what was going to go on, so. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that, you know, now it's, it's a lot, it's a lot better. I mean, I think we're all a lot more at ease. So cool. Yeah, no, indeed, indeed. Which leads nicely onto the sort of the second question is, which is, how do you continue to learn in order to stay on the top of your game? Well, your game is changing. I mean, obviously, when perhaps you were a contractor to stay on top of the game, it was perhaps the latest technique or to try something different if something new came out, but of course, you're pivoting. So you've actually had to go through that huge learning curve, and and, and how have you approached that in a? Oh in a gosh, that, that's that's super easy. I so I'm <clears throat> my new path is coaching contractors, but I also have a coach. Cool. I, ha I have I have many people that I'm learning from because I want to be on top of my game and I want to be learning. I want to keep my mind sharp and I want to you know and so you know 
all coaches or, you know, you learn that most coaches have coaches. Mm, um, no, definitely. And so that's how, that's how I, we met, wasn't it? Yes, how exactly. Yeah, met. exactly. So, and it's just about continual personal growth as well. Mm -hmm. Cool. No, good. Exactly. And I was just saying, um, we've had several coaches on the calls before and, and it's right. It's all about, you know, we're both coaches ourselves. I'm a business coach. You're, you're to numbers. You're a business coach. You're obviously contractors. Um, and uh, yeah, no. And we we both felt we needed some signature message. So I went off and found a signature message coach. Um, and we both felt we needed that sort of uh, boost, really, to get us into putting ourselves out there, uh, marketing and, and stuff. Hence, Greg and uh, and Velocity. So uh, so cool, exciting. So glad we met. Anyway, so it's been a year. It, where has that year gone? I mean, COVID was supposed to slow the world down. I, I think it's just made it worse. I don't know why it's made it worse, but uh, it just has. I mean, it's a year later. I mean, and I know that just because I'm coming up on a year since uh, I had my back operation, over a year now. Uh, and where does that go? Where has time gone? You know, your kids are growing up. You probably see that having been more at home. They're like, gee, what, you know, what they, they were this big. Now they're this, you know. Yeah. yeah. How is your back doing? Yes, good. That's good now. Yeah, I'm up for 362 days since I was released for um, to do exercise constantly and stuff. So uh, my watch is telling me I'm on my longest streak, which is really exciting. So I've become a bit obsessed with it. So when I get to 365, which is Sunday, and Sundays are always the hardest day because I tend to, you know, it's a bit more of a down day. Uh, so I'm going to go out with a bang, and then hopefully I can be maps. Map perhaps not quite so oh, I've got to do this I've got to do that but I think it becomes ingrained really you know as my wife said you know you'll know what you need to do just to clock the uh, to get the tick without actually having to wear the watch because I've got all these other lovely watches that I'd like to wear but uh, of course it um, can't the moment I take this off it stops tracking me you know they give you a and if you take it off, it gives you a little shock, right? Yes, indeed. <laughs> what are you doing? Mr. Apple doesn't know what I'm doing. Come back, come back. So uh, so that's cool. Um, so in your, um, as the numbers guys to entrepreneurs, um, I'm all about the numbers, uh, as we've said. So what's your biggest fear in your own world when it comes to your business numbers? Just interested to see how you approach your own numbers, really. What's my biggest fear is, I think the biggest fear is not putting enough value on your on on your own time like um you know as so often i think we charge we we look at um pricing things as you know it's like time for money you know you you know you're doing a um putting a, a value on on your time per hour and then we're just trading we're trading time time for money and when we stop looking past that time for money and what the results, what the results of somebody is, is getting out of it, then we, we stop, we stop looking at that, that um, we stop looking at our day and as our, ourself is, um, as we stop looking at it as scarcity and more of a, as an abundance uh, mindset. I think it's the biggest thing. I think that's the hard thing. And it can be easy trap to fall back into because you you might be desperate for a to get your next client or you you might think, oh, it'll be okay just this one, mm. just this one time, it'll be okay to just to uh, make an exception. And and it really is it's not. We have to be consistent. We may have to make sure what we actually need to be profitable in our job and make sure and be consistent with it. And and uh, you know, and I've 
I've, you know, in the past, I've thought like, oh, well, I'll just just do it this one time. Mm, you know, and that's that's what probably I mean, that's the whole crux of what you're teaching, isn't it? it exactly. You, yeah. That value your time and your skill base. And it's OK to say no. And we've all done it. I've, I've done it myself. When I first started our business, you took on clients that you offered the lowest possible price to, to, to you know, you could hear them going. So you're like, oh, well, I'll, I'll discount, I'll discount. Whereas now you have to go, and, and it's a hard mindset, but it's the same when you set your price to go. Well, no, I'm not taking that job on because I take that job on. I could actually have a job that's going to value my experience and value my worth and people as you said the people you want to work with will pay the right price particularly at the moment in the contracting world there's so many so scarce that you know it's just if you want a contractor to do something it's like months so don't give yourself away i, mean, I think yeah and i think that you have to make sure and and set yourself apart and be you know not if you're if you're just if you're just competing with that the next guy you're becoming more of a you're becoming a commodity mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you're in price wars and that's and that's when you get that scarcity mindset you're like i gotta get this next job and mm -hmm. and okay um he's x amount of dollars and so i mean you, you know you kind of know what their pricing the pricing model might be for that specific service because you're just competing with everybody else and so you're you're lowering your prices to get the job but you're doing the same amount of work yes you're not you're not altering on your service that what you're providing you're still providing great value on the the work side of it but now you're you're having to fill your schedule fuller mm. because you're trying to still bring in that revenue and then i think the one thing we have to understand is like making sure we're still being profitable on those jobs mm -hmm. you know revenue revenue does not result in a profitable business oh no well um, you've, you've led me right to my favorite saying sales yeah. are vanity but profit is sanity yes covered by and cash is king <laughs> so but yeah i mean so many entrepreneurs think oh i've done this great amount of sales but as you said if you if you're selling you know my, i use the adage if i'm selling ten dollar bills for five dollars i'm going to have a huge sales revenue but I am losing money hand over fist. And, you know, it's, it's something that uh, I, I teach as well. So, so very cool. So question number four, what's the best compliment you've ever received and how did you get it? The best compliment? Talking like about my wife, my wife or. Wife, you know, business, um, feedback, business. review, whatever, whatever. What, what resonates in your, in your mind as to, you know, perhaps um, it reveals your personality or it reveals a skill set. I, I think I, I'll I'll go back from you know I've had a it was during a call with with a within a group and we actually were set back into some some different rooms to to listen to what to listen to each other on what we were experiencing in life you know just kind of a, a story um, what mm -hmm. they were struck what you're struggling or what they were struggling with. And the compliment I received was like how well I listened to them and how well I how well they felt that I I heard what they were going through. Um, right. That sticks out in my mind just from this last year. So cool, cool. Well, and I'm sure that's also uh, you know, and the reason I try and tease out that compliment is I'm sure that that gets factored in even subliminally into what you teach because you know there is and, and listening and complimenting and listening is again I'm classically bad at this because. The old adage, you should listen twice as much as you speak. Well, in the last 21 minutes, I've spoken for about 19 and a half. <laughs> so, well, yeah. 
And the one thing, if I could make a quick little, uh, not the, not a plug myself, but just a plug from what I, I learned is like trying to repeat back when, when somebody's talking to you, it's like you're repeating back what they just said. So and that helps make them feel, feel heard, but it helps you as a person who's listening to them, understand what they're, what, understand what they're going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. You did that actually with my opening question. And I, I noticed that as a technique, I was aware of it. And I'm like, yeah, it's buying him some time. It's also just confirming that he's understood. It's establishing empathy, which is all great coaching techniques and tips. Uh, and uh, yeah, so great. No, no. So if you've, if that's been a transition to get there, it's working. So uh, okay. it's, it's a work in progress and it, it ends up being more subconscious now. It's and because I've just been practicing it over and over and over again. And and I feel like it's part of my personality too. So part of, part of me. So it's, I'm not sure. trying to take advantage of, it's not like I'm trying to take advantage of people by, you know, trying to get in their head, but I'm, you know, it's just a, a good, yeah. a really good technique. So yeah. cool. Good, good. So you, you are now a sort of a double entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur when you went into your contracting business. So we might be interested in that. And obviously you've touched a little bit now you're an entrepreneur on your, on your coaching. So my question really is what was the driver to take the leap and become an entrepreneur? I mean, were you in were you in corporate world as I call it? Oh, were you in a yeah? I was. Um, so I went and I I got my I went to college, got my business degree, got out. Um, I I actually got an accounting uh, accounting or I, I went into uh, I went into the workforce and got an accounting job. Oh, I found cool. out that that. <laughs> I found out that that was not my cup. Of, that did not work out for me. That was, I, you know, being, being in a cubicle and doing some of the things I was doing, it just wasn't work, didn't work out. So I ended up getting um, a job in the um, electrical space in the electrical wholesaler. Um, and then I ended up getting laid off during the, uh, during the, that, the crash 0708. Yep. And then I was looking for, I was looking for employment. And my wife and I had just bought a house and I started doing, I just started doing home remodeling projects. And before you knew it, I had a friend who was selling his, um, his tiling business. And I was like, Hmm, that wow. sounds like fun because I've, I, I was enjoying what I was doing. So mm -hmm. that's how I kind of got my step in there. I didn't, I, I never worked for a contractor before. I, I, I mean, I, I loved still working with my hands and doing, um, uh, doing projects, physical, you know, uh, the, the physical labor side of it. Mm -hmm. My dad's a machinist by trade. My brother's an electrician by trade. And so I feel like it kind of fit into, I kind of was able to fit into that, that mold just from what our, our, our family background. Mm -hmm. um, but it I actually got into being an entrepreneur more out of, out of need to, need for work and to need to, to get it to find you know to find work and then i i guess say enjoy it i mean the struggles that i had you know early on i can't say they were enjoyable but they definitely molded me to who i am today and growth right cool good 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 excellent all right so what do we got next uh so we've talked a little bit about coaches and that we both believe strongly that we should have one uh, and really just interested to uh, to know what what your 
how might I can phrase this? Well, I believe a life's a journey. So who's perhaps been your best mentor? Maybe not name them because that's sometimes a little awkward, but just what did they bring to? Because I've got several and they all bring different things. But uh, um, is there anything particularly that you'd like to share with the audience about what a, what you felt was a good mentoring point that we could perhaps understand? I would say the biggest, most impactful point that I can make on that is that everyone wants to make more revenue in their business and make more, make more profits and they want better, they want better clients and they, you know, they want all, all the things that, that we want in a business that becomes uh, to become successful. But the most impactful thing for me was working on my, and it might sound superficial, but like working on your mindset, but it's so important, like your vision, like where, where do you actually want to head? Like, what does that look like in the, in the future? Mm -hmm. What is your, what's your purpose in life? Because if you don't understand what your purpose in life is, you might be doing something that is not being meaningful or um, very impactful to, you know, to the world or even to yourself, to your family. Um, I would say by really understanding, being clear on who I am and what I, what I want to do and what I, what my, the path that I want to take, um, the journey that I want to go in life and with right. my family. Okay. So it's about a message, really having a message that yeah, you're it's a clear message, yeah. a clear message in a direction. And, exactly. And it takes work. It takes, it's not something you, you just, if, if somebody asks you to work on your vision, you might think it's like a little lot of woo woo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might be woo. I don't know, but, but if, if you get, once you get clear on that, you actually understand the next steps you need to take. Mm -hmm. um, and if you don't work on that, you might, I mean, you might make, you might do very, very well, but you may not be satisfied or happy inside because mm -hmm. there, there's, there's more to, there's more to life than just running a, a, a successful business. If you're unhappy during the process, then why, then why are you, why are we doing it? Mm -hmm. no no exactly so good yeah i mean once you've got that it becomes a roadmap isn't it the book that if you start going you can come back what am, where am i supposed to be because we get distracted as, as we yeah. talked about earlier and very easily so so great thank you um so what's 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 new in your world what are you researching at the moment anything that you're i mean i know you wrote you've written a book which is up on the screen, yeah. one year rescue plan can go grab that.com uh, and sort of available on Amazon, I believe. But what else are you doing? What, what anything, anything else? Did, did I hear you say another book is in the, is in the um, book? Another book will be in the near future. It's cool. has not been started on yet, but I'm as much as I got drug, drug through the process. I, I mean, writing a book is definitely, it's, it takes work. Yeah. You get through the process and you're just like, you're trying to, you're just trying you're just trying to get through and then you and then you then you receive the physical copy from your publisher and you're going huh i think i want to write another one <laughs> it's a drug isn't it, it's, it, 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 it I, I think as to use one of greg's uh, famous thing ego ambition isn't it i mean yeah. to, to to have that book in in your hand is both ego i've written a book but then also ambition says I want to do more. I want to, can, how do I get this out there more type situation? Yeah. And I'm also, I'm, I'm working on getting my podcast released, the 24 on center podcast. Cool. Um, that should be, that should be releasing the, the soft launch of it should be the end of this, um, end of this month. And 
I'm really just focused on the the coaching and the podcast and getting the book mm -hmm. out there. Oh. Um, and the the book really helped me get more clarity on where I'm going as well. Right. And that was cool. Good, 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 good. So this is a bit of a time warp one. If you were to go back to when you were 21, which I know in your case is probably only last week, because <laughs> you're younger than I am. But anyway, uh, having said they've got three children, so maybe you're not quite as young as I think you are. You look young, sir. So it's the, it's well, the, hat, you, the, fun, the fun thing. It's my banana um, hat, huh? Sorry, your it's banana hat. Yes, banana I was going to ask you. It's Banana Man, isn't it? I think we talked about it once on a call before. Yeah, it's, but, it's uh, a, a it's a minor league team out of Georgia, the Savannah Bananas. Right. Yeah. So cool. So, so my part of the world a little bit. So, uh, um, if you go back when you're 21, what might you say to yourself? I don't think it's appropriate for this for this show. <laughs> okay, um, sanitize to an appropriate uh, in an appropriate manner. Oh my goodness, what would I say to myself? Um, that's a I might say. I'm just trying to think what the exact words would be because I know. I mean, I well, just the know, gist. Would, would the you be bold? I would just say. Less, you know, something more of something. I would say, if really um, focus on your. And if I look back to twenty one, that I was, I got married when I was twenty two. Um, I would say really understand the the people. Your, the loved ones in your life right. um, and making sure that you're making the best decisions possible. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, I mean, just about think about other people, think about other people, making sure that the actions you're taking are actually the right, the right things. Mm -hmm. um, really thinking of, you know, back on that clarity, like mm -hmm. um, really taking, you know, that'd been 20 years ago. Um, I may have taken some different, some different, different steps along the way. Yeah. Cool. And I think that's, I think we'd all, you know, everybody has something different. It's just really the, the point of the question is to whether there's a dramatic change. Some, some of the guests have said, you know, they would just tell themselves to be more this or more that. So it's always interesting, you know, and, and everybody's slightly different. So, and I'd say with your family, a young family, then, well, yeah, I, yeah, I, just, I, I see the decisions you make impacts them, not yeah, just. The, well, yeah, I'm, I'm saying I, I just look at the years that I, the, the lost years of my, of my oldest or my 13 year old or almost 14 and, and 10 year old. Mm. It's like I did some stupid, I did some some stupid things, and I wish I could, I wish I could have those back again, those those, those years back again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not trying, I'm not dwelling on those now. I'm no, no, moving moving forward. So. Exactly. You have, to, yeah. you have to learn from those. But it's just a it's it's what you've learned now. When oh, you, yeah. And and even if you had could go back, you wouldn't listen because 21 year olds don't listen to older people because we think we know everything. So that was really the fun point of the of the question is that oh, whatever yeah, we went I would, say, yeah, I would listen now. If I, yeah. you know, listen I, now, yeah, I, would, I would listen now. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, indeed. Right, so, I don't think you would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stuff. So, because we didn't listen then and I'm sure people were telling us things. So, uh, yeah, that's all good fun. It's fun. Uh, yeah, go on. Oh, it was funny. We went on a boat um, with our friends last night on down at the um, on the river, and uh, my yeah, I have a, my son. Our son is thir 
you know, he's well almost 14 and then they had their son and they're bantering back and forth. Like they know everything. We're just like saying, no, take it from us. Trust us. We actually, we, 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 we might be able to help you understand this a little bit better. And some of the things that they were arguing about were just like, it's like, no. why are you arguing with us? <laughs> that's, that's part of growing up, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. And stuff like that. So hence it's really fun. So cool. Um, so if you had to um, reveal what you think is your top business tip so that some other entrepreneurs can uh, steal it so that they can prosper, what might be your top business tip? I think I know what the answer is going to be based on the conversation we've just had through your message. But let's see if you change it. What's your top business tip? Top business tip, I would just say, is like uh, understanding like understanding the the value, I say, I know it becomes about value, but it's about not even understanding your value, but what, what value, like, what are you doing to attract the right clients, the right customers in your, in your, um, in your, in your business. And you can't do that just by raising your prices. If, if everyone talks about raising your prices, raising your prices, well, that's fine and dandy, but if you're not doing anything extra to, to earn to earn that, why, why are they going to, why are they going to flock to you? Mm -hmm. um, so I would say really understanding that customer journey, how, how do you take care of your customers? And then, then, then you can be able to um, justify or be able to add, you know, be able to um, increase, increase your, increase your value and increase your pricing. Cool. Good, good. And the last and final question in the Miles Better 10 conversation is a fun one. Hopefully reveals a little of your personality. What's your favorite movie and why? <laughs> oh, my favorite movie. You know, we don't watch. I mean, I, I've watched some movies in the past. We're not like a huge movie movie family, but I, I just I like. I like like slapstick comedy. OK. I, I mean, I, I mean, um, so things like Dumber and Dumber, uh, I mean, like that, um, the mask with, you know, they're both, yeah. they're both Jim Carrey in them, but, uh, I'm trying to think, I even like movies just like, uh, uh, sport, you know, um, oh, what is it called? Gilmore, any of the things with Ed uh, Gilmore, Hans there was a football movie on, like I said, I just don't, we don't watch a lot of movies, okay. but I, I, I like the, um so you like slapstick as the as the genre yeah, I, like, I like i mean i just i it's because it's light it's it's not it's not so serious it's mm -hmm. you can you can relax um so yeah and like i said one movie in particular like doesn't you know we watched we watched happy gilmore again a few weeks ago um that's always fun because i i also like to golf um so there's a there's a yeah that's a that's a great yeah. film isn't it really yeah. if you're into golf and and how just ridicule it it's yeah a lot of a lot of fun and Adam yeah. Sandler very good anyway generally just as that sort of comedian slapstick fun isn't it so yeah there's a really great football movie and I can't think about it was but I watched it when we were hunt, when my my uh, buddy and I were were out hunting um, a few years back and and it's it's super super good and I can't think of the name no so that's, that's yeah yeah so cool good all right well fantastic thank you that's that's the miles better 10 i've uh, been very insightful steve so thank you so i really want to thank steve for taking the time today uh, to share his thoughts ideas tips his mindset his vision 
his book, and we'll put that back up again as we come through. We've realized we forgot the .com, so we've added that now since we've been chatting. Uh, your journey of obviously how you've transitioned, and I think that's really quite exciting that an entrepreneur can transition, that you went from corporate to your first entrepreneurial, and now you're into second entrepreneurial, which is actually layering onto the first means that you know there, there is uh, you don't have to do the same thing all the time but you can just take it and layer it on which is which is fantastic um, and obviously some of the things that drive you your book your ego to get the book and that how that leads to the ambition so thank you for that and, and for sharing that and i'm sure that's going to allow our viewers and listeners to sort of just take a little nugget that you know it's okay to try something different and to pivot through your through your life so uh, so that's great so we've mentioned, if, visitors, if the listeners and viewers are interested to find out a bit more, I've popped up that you've got the onerescueplan.com. It's also your books available, I think, on Amazon. Is that right? It's available on Amazon, yes. You okay, show us the book again. Let's, let's, get, let's uh, get a plug for the book. What is it called? It's called The Profitable books. Contractor. Yeah, Perfect. The Profitable Contractor. Um, okay. And then the podcast will be... Uh, oh, there it is. Yeah, no worries. 24 on Center podcast with Steve Dale. Cool. And well, so... Cool. So I'm sure yeah. Steve will send me the links again uh, to the uh, I'll put the one rescue plan dot com in, but also the podcast. We can put those in the comment boxes, uh, both on uh, Facebook and, and YouTube to allow people to uh, to come. And the find. one year rescue plan is the was is the resource page where they can get uh, um, uh, uh, extra resources from, from the book. Cool. Um, so but yeah, the best way to get the book right now is on, on Amazon and then uh, go and uh if, if you want extra stuff, put your information in there and I can email email some stuff to you. So Cool. Good. Well, I say I'll put those in the links. So uh, and I know I, Steve's kindly sent me the Amazon link as well. I'll put that in the comments uh, uh, and description boxes so people can find that. So once again, Steve, we uh, we thank you uh, for for your time. Uh, and so to close out, guys, I wanted to thank all of you for listeners and viewers uh, for this episode of A Miles Better Conversation. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments as well as sharing the Miles Better Conversation on your social media. Um, do check back uh, soon for the next episode. Hoping to have another one next week uh, with uh, Doug from, um, oh, where's he from? He's from uh, Family Business Mastermind uh, program, which is looking forward to that. But of course, if you'd like to be in the hot seat uh, for the next interview, then please again, comment below, direct message me, whatever. I'm on all the social medias, uh, as you can imagine. As I mentioned right back some 38, 39 minutes ago, I'm making it my mission in 2021 to help as many entrepreneurs grow, scale and profit faster. And so I've also got a book. Mine's not a full book. Mine's an ebook. There we go. Accounting is the language of business. It's a 42 page guide to all terms that us accountants love to band about. But it's in plain speech so that you as an entrepreneur can understand. And I'd love you to grab a free copy. And that's available at my uh, on the website which you can see up in the left hand right hand corner called let the numbers decide.com we hope you've enjoyed this episode and as i said my name is colin miles aka the numbers guy and this has been a miles better conversation and we're clear <laughs>